Hello, and once again, you've tuned in to another episode of Built Different with your boy Jack Spade. Uh, this is another Soapbox Shorty episode. We're going to take a look at the 2020 NBA Finals champions, your Los Angeles Lakers, led by King James and the brow Anthony Davis. Um, the bubble championship, which some people have are trying to discredit the bubble. Uh, excuse me, not the bubble. They're trying to discredit the championship on one Pat Riley. Now, uh, Pat, I got to say, it's a lot of salt being thrown, my man. A lot of hate, a lot of hate. Uh, this championship uh, basically was probably one of the toughest championships some professional athletes are saying. Um, me personally, I, I think it probably is one of the toughest because you've been removed from your the comforts of your routine. Uh, we as people are creatures of habit. And to be uprooted from the comforts of your home, your routine, your schedule in the midst of a pandemic and uh, civil unrest currently going on in the country and in the world to then be um, uh, moved into a bubble down in Orlando uh, and have limited access, limited movement throughout the bubble uh, and then to play and practice. Um, I, I think that's, that's a bit of a challenge because you don't have the outlet or the, the comforts of familiarity, whether it be your home or your family. Um, some people might look at the situation and say, well, the athletes, the players can have more focus uh, to take care of the task at hand. And that's, that's great. I, I definitely understand that viewpoint. But in all honesty, let's, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 100. Um, we, we, we definitely see that they have time to focus and zero in. There are no distractions, but there are also no comforts of your normal routine and schedule. And with that being the case, uh, you had to zero in. Uh, you had to really focus. You had to really play uh, and keep the, the job at hand the main thing. And the Lakers were able to do so. Um, they A gentleman's sweep every round. And then they got to the finals where they surprisingly lost twice. I, I did not see that happening. I saw them possibly losing one game to the Miami Heat uh, because Jimmy Butler was playing out of his mind. He was playing phenomenal basketball. For those of you who were unfamiliar with Jimmy Butler, started his career with the Chicago Bulls. Um, and then things just got a little, little hectic with management and teams. Uh, went to Minnesota, and then from Minnesota to Philly, uh, and then from Philly to the Heat in Miami. Um, and along the journey, Jimmy displayed that uh, he, he was an elite all-star in this league, uh, the famous or the infamous practice where he took the uh, the bench players and played against the rest of the starters for the Minnesota Timberwolves and proceeded to 
kick the starter's bootay. Uh, Jimmy, uh, on the way out the door from uh, Minnesota, that was one of the famous stories of how he galvanized and and played uh, so great with these guys who were not starters to to beat the starters in Minnesota. It was pretty impressive. Um, I, I didn't I didn't like the fit in Minnesota. I think the Minnesota fit was uh, that that young stars who had uh, attitudes and egos, somewhat prima donnas, and it, it didn't work. Uh, I think in Philadelphia, once he got there, um, is the the level of work or the work ethic, and then uh, uh, the Coach Brown. I think that's his name. I wasn't a fan of him, but the work ethic of the young stars once again, uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I don't think it meshed well with Jimmy's personality or his gameplay. Uh, and Jimmy was uh, looking to be, you know, compensated as well as respected and recognized. Um, and once he got to Miami, he found a home. Uh, they welcomed him in with open arms to the Miami Heat Mafia, and uh, the rest is history. Um, he played phenomenal in the playoffs uh, as they beat the Bucks. Uh, went on to beat the Celtics. Um, and he, he just really played well. I, I was thoroughly impressed with how Jimmy played. Uh, and if that wasn't eye-opening enough. Once they played the Lakers in the finals, he, he shifted gears and went to another level, uh, putting up in a, a historic 40-point triple-double and getting the win. Uh, but it was in that game that I saw that there's no way officially that the Heat could beat the Lakers due to the fact that uh, Jimmy played all but one or two minutes of that game. Um, and he, he had to do everything. Uh, and there's, there's no way he was going to be able to sustain that level of elite performance uh, to beat the Lakers uh, to win the title. Uh, but LeBron did shift it to another gear. AD joined him. And uh, Frank Vogel, got to give a salute to Frank Vogel because he actually made some pretty sound coaching decisions uh, with the lineup. To, to put the Lakers in position to capitalize on their superior size and talent uh, to, to beat the Miami Heat. Uh, it was a hard-fall game. It was bittersweet because for all of us basketball fans, we're now left with uh, no basketball right now and uh, just twiddling our thumbs. Uh, but when the King won the ring, it opened up that debate once again for the GOAT conversation. Is LeBron James the greatest of all time? Is Michael the greatest of all time? Here at Built Different with your boy Jack Spade. Um, I feel Michael is the GOAT. Uh, Michael will be the GOAT because of what he's done and how he did it. Um... I, I go 1B, 1A and 1B. And I put LeBron as 1B um, because, and, and he supersedes 
for the GOAT conversation, because the GOAT conversation has always been about uh, a guard or a wing. Uh, we've historically, you should check the, check the conversation. Um, it, it, the GOAT conversation has never been about a big man. Uh, they're probably the most overlooked and disrespected when it comes to this conversation, but it's never been about the centers. It's never been about power forwards. It's never been about those guys. It's never been about Bill Russell or Will Chamberlain or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or, or Tim Duncan or Shaq. It's, it's always been about the guards. Uh, the most dominant big man, yeah, that's a different conversation, but it's never been about you know including those guys in the GOAT debate. So for to keep it in line, we're not going to include them in this debate. Uh, we're just going to focus on the guards and the forwards, I guess. Uh, so I, I would tip my hat to uh, LeBron's being 1B because of his performance and what he's done in regards to uh, getting uh, three different teams to the finals with different cast of characters and winning the NBA championship as well as in winning the MVP. Uh, this one was probably his most challenging, as we stated earlier in the show, because of the bubble aspect. But if you check out his numbers, he, he's, he's put up like otherworldly numbers every time he's uh, played in the finals. And I, I just can't, I just can't, I can't move Kobe up there. And I love Kobe, love him. Uh, Rest in Paradise King, one of, the, one of the most amazing scorers the league's ever seen, one of the most fiercest competitors that we've all watched and enjoyed. But he he is the the uh, the remix to Michael Jordan, right? Uh, I think Michael was probably a better attacking scorer, where Kobe's probably a better jump shooting scorer uh, in his career. Um, but he only got five rings. Kobe got five. Michael got six. Uh, and Kobe did it with uh, Shaq as his dominant big man. And then he did it with Pau Gasol. So they, 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 they stuck with that Michael Jordan formula of Phil Jackson, the triangle. And that's why I can't put Kobe in that conversation. Uh, for me, he's number, he's two. And Michael and LeBron are 1A and 1B. Uh, Michael has two three-peats. Uh, he's undefeated in the finals. Uh, once he became the dominant figure, uh, you, weren't, you weren't coming close. Uh, so I definitely have that being the case. But I do have LeBron. If LeBron can steal him another ring or two, he, he cements his legacy. He, he already has probably the greatest basketball career of any player. And when it's all said and done, he will own so many records in the playoffs. Uh, and, he, and he probably will get that scoring title by Kareem, uh, which that's going to be interesting to watch and see if he gets it. Uh, but, yeah, no, we definitely are now uh, sitting at home, twiddling our fingers, uh, waiting to see if the NBA will start in December or in January. Uh, my vote. Uh, as much as I want to see these guys play, uh, I think it would do the product justice if we waited for January. Uh, but money's got to be made. It 
So money's got to be made. Dollars, dollars, dollars. I need dollars. Uh, but yeah, so because money is, speaks loudest <laughs> when it's in the room, I definitely see the season happening sometime in December, um, which hopefully the product doesn't suffer. Hopefully these guys have had enough time to prepare themselves and get ready for a quick turnaround. But uh, in closing, uh, LeBron James, um, currently, right now, he is the greatest basketball player in the world. He is 1B to Michael Jordan's 1A. Uh, if you want to debate me on it, please, by all means, hit me up. I, I'd love to debate about it. But uh, check, the, check the YouTube videos <laughs> and uh, check the Michael highlights. Uh, he was a bad man. Uh, LeBron is, is equally as bad, but but Michael Michael did it with such a uh, uh, a style and swag to it, and, and a dominant presence from the moment he became top dog. That it is undeniable. Uh, well, thank you for tuning in to another soapbox shorty. It's your boy Jack Spade. I'm out.